The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In the Western world, we have the highest divorce rates of any country. 60% of men and 50% of women are sleeping with someone other than their spouse. What does this mean? Welcome to Contract for Love with your host, Lori J. You'll learn to look at marriage a whole different way, or even not at all. Now, here is Lori J. Good afternoon, Lori J. here with you on Voice America. And we are talking Contract for Love, a show based on my book, Don't get married, get a five-year contract. And I wrote this book because I do believe in long-term loving relationships, only without the marriage ceremony. I also would like to tell everybody that if you would like to talk to us today, you may call 866-472-5795 because I have George E. with me today, George E is owner of GE Investigations. I call him my very own private detective. (laughs) Private Dick. Private Dick. Okay, I like that too. (laughs) As you can hear, I've got George right here in the studio with me, and how fun can that be? All right, don't forget, call us, 866-472-5795, because we want to talk to you about your stories today. And also, I would like to help you from a psychic perspective. And then we've got George who's going to help you from the earth plane existence <laughs> level. So I might, you may call me the mushy center. George is the crust. We need that. <laughs> I'm ripping on the condom. <laughs> You'll love what he has to say. Okay, George, you are a private dick. You love that. I love it, too. I've always been fascinated with that. You know, we talked about that. Really fascination. And I think a lot of people are fascinated, like we've also talked about, because there's always this mystery or something around it. Yet there's all these TV shows about private detectives. And I think my first question to you for today is, how do we, how, why do you feel that we have this real fascination with, with cop shows and, you know, private dick shows? Well, I think police shows or detective shows in general are just very popular with the, with the public because, I mean, every day you drive down the street and you see a, a crime scene or you see a police accident or you see, or you see an accident rather where the police are investigating and you can't stop and just walk up and see what's going on. So it's that mystique. Yeah. Um, the truth is it's a job like anything else. I mean, mm-hmm. I've been doing it now for 30 years. So after a while, it, 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 it never becomes passe. It never becomes boring. It never becomes anything like that. But. You know, after a while, it's like, oh, it's another one of those, you know, and it's one of those kind of things. And every now and then, whether it be infidelity, whether it be a serious criminal case, um, I mean, you get that that 
that thing that occurs that that uh, the human animal created that you're like, wow, I've never seen that one before. And that's, <laughs> you know, that can be pretty interesting. So uh, sometimes, you know, I've talked with people who are um, in situations because their marriage is um, you know, there's something going on in their, in their marriage that whether, however we want to define it, there's something that's going awry. And we look at that as being, you know, cheating and deceitful and just, like you say, scumbaggish. Um, what, first of all, what are, just for interest, because I'm just interested how deceitful how miserable what are some of those that have been the worst that you've seen if you can come up with the worst well the idea of saying that one is the worst i I can tell you this i mean based on what you just said i mean people do what they do and um it it's 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 to me it's always been very uh interesting and uh, the focal point of, of my investigation is to find out why. Finding out what they're doing is just a matter of time. You watch mm-hmm. somebody long enough, you're going to get that information, assuming you have the skills and the opportunity. Um, I mean, if somebody's going out of their way, as, as in my cases, sometimes we have individuals who uh, they put so much effort into committing this in this particular case, adulterous act, mm-hmm. that you're like, wouldn't it have been easier to just, you know, do something else. I mean, get a divorce or, you know, just get a girlfriend or move on or whatever your story is. But as, as we've discussed, I mean, sometimes it's, uh, it's the excitement of doing something that, you know, society calls taboo. The truth is they don't. Mm-hmm. All these politicians who create laws or they, they make these statements about how this is wrong and how they're correct and how they're, uh, uh, above board is, is bullshit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The, the truth is, everybody's a disgusting, creepy animal. <laughs> it's just a matter of putting it in perspective. How many times you see something, you're like, oh, could I get away with this? Ah. You know? You have to say to yourself, you know what? I'm not going to be this kind of person. Mm-hmm. So when you open up a can of worm like this, we'll, we'll call it Pandora's box. Okay. Okay. I mean, when you start looking inside there, I mean, what won't you see? No, that's a good question. Yeah, that's a good question in well, itself. Yeah. One thing I'd like to say is this. You know, there's a law in the books that you cannot have sex with a sheep. (laughs) Do you know why that law is on the books? They didn't just create it for no reason. Some moron somewhere did it. Did it with a sheep. And was caught. And so they decided to make a law. And they decided to make a law. Okay. All right. And those poor shepherds. (laughs) Those poor shepherds. Yeah, well, (laughs) I agree with you on that. I do agree with you on that. And I'd also like to invite men out there. Now, you can be totally, totally. And women. Yeah, and women. Absolutely. More women women. today than men. that That is something that we learned on this show. And so if you are a man or a woman and you have an opinion on being, well, I guess what society calls unfaithful in your marriage. If you're having an affair, talk to us. We want to hear what you have to say. Remember, 866-475-795. And so when you have been on investigations, how, okay, you have seen people in some pretty precarious situations, can you tell us about a few of them? Sure. 
When you say the investigation, I mean, somebody will come to you, whether it be the man or the woman. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes it's same sex, which is very common today. And yes. they'll come to you. For example, I had a, uh, a firefighter who came to me and says, hey, listen, you know, I'm involved with somebody and um, I don't know, I, I have a bad feeling. Okay. You know, they did not know specifics uh, as some do. Sometimes when they call you up, I mean, they know the name of the person. They know what's going on. They know the days and the times. And that becomes much easier because these people don't even care to hide it anymore. Okay. But then you get the ones who call you and they really have no idea what's going on. But mm. they, they have a feeling. The feeling. And in most cases, when women think that something is wrong, they're, they're usually, right. They're usually right. Mm -hmm. Now, they may not be correct about everything, but they, they do have the, the gist of it. And the idea that something is going on usually is occurring. So what we'll end up doing is once we do a little bit of uh, precursory work and we'll do our background and we'll do our the investigation part of it that we need to do, then we're going to go ahead and do the physical surveillance. And the physical surveillance is where the real, uh, uh, we'll call it uh, uh, the juice of the story occurs because that's when it's really happening right there in front of you. Yeah. It's no paperwork. It's no opinions. It's no nothing. You're watching it live. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you'll have a situation, for example, I did a, a job uh, and I've, I've worked across the country as well as internationally. Uh, I did a job one time and uh, this is funny because this was one of the first cases I ever worked of an infidelity case, ah. which to me was very unusual because I work criminal cases. So, you know, my boss tells me, he says, listen, I need you to go out there and and check this guy out. And it turns out this guy's a dentist. Okay. Out of Perth Anboy, New Jersey. So you go out to Perth Anboy and you're sitting there and you're watching this guy's place and he's working and, you know, he's doing his thing. And then come the end of the day, they close up shop and he leaves with the, uh, with the assistant, the office assistant. And it was a, a really, it was very, very, very plain Jane. It was exactly what you expected, you know. Um, so they go to dinner and they hang out, but nothing unusual. There was no weird hand-holding. There was nothing mm -hmm. that really caught the attention. But you still felt from watching these people, this was not a normal friendship. Eventually, they end up back at her place. You know, at that point, the shades are open. You can still see what's going on. It was one of the single family, uh, single floor uh, wood structures with uh, the big windows, you know. Oh, my. So you could easily see what was going on. Eventually, <laughs> they, they close the shades and then you have to move closer and, you know, you start using recording devices and all this other stuff. And, I mean, it's all kinds of activity. I mean, they, I, I could not see what they were doing exactly, but there was a lot of furniture being moved around. A lot of audio. A lot of audio. <laughs> a lot of audio. She was definitely a screamer. Ah, okay. And, and that, that could be a, a reason why things were getting hot in there. Now, yeah. that was a much more straight case. But we nicknamed them, much as you do, you know, in... <laughs> On cases, and in this case, who was the dentist who was drilling his assistant? Ah, uh, okay. So that would be that would have to be the name of the if this was that would on be TV, the episode. Yes. This would be the episode. That would be the episode. <laughs> is is there another great episode that might come to your mind about you know um, how well you know actually I, how deceitful do you feel people people can be people, along with this? You know, Mark Twain once said that the uh, out of all animals, the only ones that lie are people. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That, so, oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> understand that. He specifically said man, but obviously that applies no, to, to women. All. Yeah, absolutely. Um, nowadays, women are, just, women are just as deceitful as men. I mean, uh, sure. because they're in the workplace. A lot of the, uh, a lot of the activity um, 
up until a few years ago, was mostly work-related. Mm-hmm. If it was not work-related, it was some social circle, whether it be, you know, there's always that one dad mm-hmm. who's hanging out at the school oh. because he works nights. Yeah. You know, and he's the the house dad or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Guarantee you he's doing somebody. Yeah. It's only a matter of time before it happens. It's either going to be an unhappy wife. It's going to be that that situation occurred where the right moment was there, the spark was there, and you ignited the fuel. Whatever it is, the potential is always, always there. There, There's nothing getting away from it. But on the other hand, um, now we have the internet. And because of the internet, because of, of things like Facebook and because of these kind of things, um, it has gone Wild, right. Wildfire. I mean, yeah. people, you know, and the thing is, the wildfire has started, but you know who's getting burnt is the kids. Because ultimately, the kids suffer because the parents can't keep it in their pants or keep it out of their pants. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and that that goes back to some of the things that I do talk about in my book, about, you know, if you're contracting, how you do protect the children if things are going awry. Well, see, now that takes us back to the case I was just talking about. When this uh, firefighter called me, mm-hmm. all right, and uh, and the reason I mentioned she's a firefighter is not because it's it's uh, in any way involved with the case, but you're looking at somebody who's a professional. You're looking at yes. somebody who has a level head. Mm-hmm. Um, she was not prone to to crying and outbursts and and some of the stuff that you'll see on television. Yes. In most cases, when they come in, it's a more matter of fact. I mean, they're telling you this is what's going on, and I've had them where you're trying to explain to them well, this is what you believe is going on, and you try to get them on the path of understanding how things work, mm-hmm. and they'll get belligerent. The next thing they're like, you know, I don't like you. Well, you don't have to like me. The only thing that you need is for me to tell you the truth. Yes. Okay. I mean, that's why one of the one of the our our main tagline is giving you just the facts. Yes. Because I mean, if you want to hear if you want to hear bullshit, if you want to hear stories, talk to your friends. Everybody's got a story. Yeah. You need to know what's really going on. You get the ones, and I mentioned this last time, where they'll call you and they'll say, look, I'm not divorcing. We've got too many assets. We've got too many things involved. It's not going to happen. Don't you think that's a lot? I think it's It has a lot to do with it. You think it's too? But that usually has a, well, I I agree with you. I do agree with you. I'm sorry. Let me go back to your story, and then we'll talk about that. Go ahead. Well, no, I was just going to say, in this case, the, the woman is a professional. Mm-hmm. She, she, is, she is definitely of, of a level head. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to say that I've never met a professional who isn't. But, I mean, I, I had, she didn't hit me with any of the weird stuff. There was no black helicopters. There was no, you know, a weird car down the street. It wasn't anything where it was paranoia. She was, matter of fact, this is what's going on. Yeah. And uh, it happened to be a, uh, a lesbian uh, relationship. And uh, she turns around. They also had a, a child in common. So they were concerned. I've had this also happen with the police where they'll come to you and it could be a, a sergeant and a detective. It could be a patrolman and a captain. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't matter. And they're, they get involved in these situations. Now, when children, and, and the whole point of this is, was, the, was the kids specifically, is once the children are involved, the laws that we have in place are for heterosexual couples, even though they're not tagged that way. Mm-hmm. There is no case law to bring forward. The words are man and woman. Husband and wife. Yes. The roles are not indicative of a sex. It's a position of the role. Yes. So therefore, it changes the scenario when you do this. My my attitude, what I like to see is I'd like to see the laws get enhanced, and, and I'm, I'm not a proponent of more laws. I want the laws to be enhanced that exist to stipulate that if it's a woman and woman or whether it's a man and man and you've adopted a child, you can't walk away. 
you have responsibility. And more and more of these cases are coming to court and case law is being created, but I feel it's something that needs to have a bigger bite. Because if you can go out and do whatever the hell you want, whether it be have sex with a stranger, whether it be meet with somebody on, uh, uh, on the internet and, and get mm-hmm. involved, you know, we have to worry about the collateral. And the collateral damage is the family. Yes, the collateral damage is always the family. But one of the things that I feel is when, and, and I talk mainly about once the partnership starts to unravel, that if you do a contract that specifically talks about what your consequences are and also specifically talks about what will happen and how the children will be taken care of while you're in love and in that bliss state not looking to go around, then the children have a much better chance of being protected legally by the, you know, by the system than if you just go in it and you're not even thinking about kids mm-hmm. or what your kids, what you're going to do to the children or anything like that. So the consequences in my book talks about it being down in black and white while you're in love. I agree with, the, with your concept of the contract because uh, it just lays out the ground rules that you need to have. Mm-hmm. So nobody can turn around later and say, I don't know what you're talking exactly. about. Exactly. But on the other hand, you know, it's a promise. Yes, And people break promises today like it's nothing because we have a lack of responsibility. Responsibility has become this dirty word. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we we need to understand something. You know, you, just because you can't doesn't mean you should. You you have, as Spider-Man's Uncle Ben once said, uh, or Peter Parker, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. Exactly. And with that responsibility, we, we have to realize that it's our choices. Now, see, choices are a part of our responsibility. How are we going to look at what we're doing and how do we look at how it's going to affect ourselves and others, whether you're married or, or in my case, you know, uh, contracted. But right now, I believe it's time to have a few sips of tea and honey and afterward we'll talk more about contracts and... Affairs. Be visionary. This is the Voice America Seventh Wave Channel. Visit LoriJ.com to find out more about Lori J and her services as a psychic intuitive reader and past lives channel. Be sure to pick up Lori J's book, Don't Get Married, Get a Five-Year Contract, available on Amazon.com. With cheating and the divorce rate so high, why not look at commitment and marriage from a different point of view? You'll view relationships in a whole new light, one that you've probably never thought of before. Don't Get Married, Get a Five-Year Contract. Find out more at LoriJ.com. Step into the doorway to conscious choice, greater health, and well-being. Attain the balance that you've been seeking. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Feed the mind. Embrace positively. Release the tension. Step out of fear. Host Simran Singh will help you broaden your mind and open your heart toward a greater understanding of how to take charge of your life. 1111 Talk Radio is here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. 
1111 Talk Radio, because shift happens. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Contract for Love. To reach Lori J. or her guest, please call toll-free 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Lori J. at LoriJ.com. Now, back to Contract for Love. Good afternoon, Lori J. here with you on Voice America, talking Contract for Love, a show based on my book, Don't Get Married, Get a Five-Year Contract. Get over to Amazon.com. Get my book. I think you'll love it. Um, I have with me today George E. from GE Investigations, owner of GE Investigations. And I call him my own private dick. And so I I also want everybody to know that um, he does investigations in both Arizona and California. So if you're in... Arizona or California, give him a call. What is your phone number over there? Oh, it's 866-347-7948. But it's easy to remember because it's 866-3-I-SPY-FOR-YOU. Oh, there you go. And he will, too. Don't you love that? I do love that. Okay. We're talking about a lot of interesting things today. And if you're a, a man or a woman and you're having an affair or if you think you're loved one might be having an affair, give us a call. We'll talk to you about it. We'd love to hear from you at 866-472-5795. So, George, now, where do people have all these affairs? You know, there's no place that's uh, free of, uh, of affairs. Oh, goody. Tell me all the dirty good stuff. <laughs> Sometimes, I'll tell you, do, do this. Next time okay. you go to the mall, next yeah. time you, you go to a shopping center, Watch people. Mm-hmm. There are all nuances. There are things that they do that you will pick up on. Oh, really? Okay? Especially if you've ever been cheated on or if you've ever had a, a significant other who's done something to you. Um, you know, you start picking up on some of this stuff and you start watching them and there's things that they'll do. I personally, when I'm in Cali, for example, I like busting chops on some of the older guys when they're with the, the really younger girls. Yeah. And, you know, you make little comments like, oh, is that your daughter? She's beautiful. And, uh, no, this is my girlfriend. Really? <laughs> you know? And you, you create that, that the thing. But that's what it's all about it's it's selfishness it it really has to do with with you doing what you want to do for you mm-hmm. and you have uh, women nowadays who are in the workforce and a lot of them are making more money than men mm-hmm. and then you've got the men who think that money is power and it is to some it degree is. Um, but I mean it's one of those situations where they come to you and they're like uh, you know I'm gonna um, I'm gonna do what I want to do and uh, you know you try to explain to, to people sometimes in conversation or whatever that you know this is wrong uh, and they're like, well, you know, look, I take care of him or I take care of her. They have a nice house. They have a nice car. The kids are taken care of. You know, they, they have food in the fridge. And this is for them. I disagree. I disagree. Now, again, people have the right to go out and do whatever they want to do. But I disagree with the idea that you think that monetarily, because you've laid out a certain percentage of item, that that gives you carte blanche to go out and do whatever you want to do. Because ultimately... If you're hiding it, if you're going through this whole deception, then it's not okay. And you know it's not okay. Or else why did you do it? Now, some people do have relationships, though, where they know the other one or they have a – maybe it's – it's an, you know, they haven't really 
discussed it outright, but they have sort of that that feeling, or they know, and it's okay. You know, it's a unwritten. It's well, an unwritten thought, and you know what I'm saying. You have people who a lot of them are of stature, or they they come from a certain financial background where they have an agreement. You know, uh, they're friends. Mm -hmm. They still are friends, but somehow they've grown apart. Yes. Uh, which to me, again, is a foreign idea. I, I, I see it all the time, but mm -hmm. it doesn't oh, mean I have to necessarily, you know, understand it. Yeah. Um, you know, no different than separate vacations. Yeah. But well, we I mean, talked about that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And you have people who do this kind of thing. And that, that's fine. I mean, but there's no secrets there. The fact that you're not telling the other person that, hey, I'm banging Lucy on, uh, on Tuesday night at the, at the skating rink is not a lie. The fact that your agreement is they're not going to discuss it, that's an agreement in itself. Mm -hmm. We're talking about when the wife believes or the husband believes that the wife is at work. Yes. Okay, or that they're at some function that they need to be at. And then it turns out that what it really is is, is a whole thing. So, for example, I had an incident one time where this person had created this, this whole uh, other world for himself. I mean, he had a separate family, separate house. He had that kind of money. And I mean, it was it was almost pathetic. And the funny thing about it is, they only they were two miles away from each other. <laughs> I mean, literally, the only thing that separated them was a highway. Now that is amazing. Okay, yeah. I mean that that's okay. all there was. But they had completely separate lives. But in one case, she did not know his monetary value. Oh. He was just some guy with a small shop. Oh. And then he met her because he hired her to work for him, and then they became the affair, and then eventually he, he got her pregnant, and they had a, a, a family per se, mm -hmm. uh, you know, but he still had, you know, the Porsche and the house and everything else on the other, the other side, side, you know, and, you know, but I mean, it's, it's, some of it is, is rather mundane uh, yeah. in that case, but then you get the people who go out of their way, yeah, and those are the ones that you have to sit there and follow. I mean, they'll- These for, are the ones I want to hear about. For example- <laughs> We had a guy one time with a trucking company. Yeah. Now, you say a trucking company, <clears throat> big deal. Trucking, truckers make a lot of money, especially when they own the company. So these guys were out on the west side, and uh, the wife contacts me, and she says, uh, you know, I, I know something's going on. Now, she felt that it was a girl from one of these Mexican restaurants that he used to frequent, and they were Mexican. Okay. Um, so the idea that he was going there was not, you know, unusual or, or anything like this, but she felt that it was a specific waitress. Ah. at this one location. So I said, okay. So we go and we sit on him and we followed him around for a while. And unfortunately, since he's the owner of the company, he doesn't always go out. But sometimes he does grab a truck and go and make a delivery and, and mm. do other things. So one day I'm following him. And I mean, we, we were on him almost three weeks. Wow. Uh, well, again, he doesn't always move. Okay. If you're not there, you don't know what's going on. Yeah. And this is where sometimes people are like, well, well, you can put GPS or you can do this. Well, GPS tells you where the car is. It doesn't tell you who's in the car. It doesn't tell you what they're doing. Yes. Something you miss out on television where the yes. camera is right there in the back seat. <laughs> okay. If I was sitting in the back seat, could you move a little to the left? <laughs> it might be a bit of a problem. So we tend to do it a little bit more old school. Yeah. But in this particular case, this guy was, was doing this. And then uh, one day, he, you know, and he'd always go to Mexican restaurants, but not to the same one. Mm -hmm. So that didn't make sense. And they were all different names. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't like following some chain or some franchise. So one day we're following him and, um, you know, the woman's like, well, look, uh, you know, if, if, if we're getting to the point of, uh, of this, I don't know what else we can do. She goes, I said, well, look, you could always tell me you're going out of town. And, you know, we come up with stories. Well, long story short. 
we're sitting on him. He comes out of the truck. He's going to make mattress deliveries today. Okay. 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 So, that's oh, that's I like a, that yeah, one. He has a box <laughs> truck for little mattresses. So he goes over to Tempe and he drops off a bunch. Then he shoes over in Mesa. He drops off a bunch at one of these complexes over on uh, on Broadway, and I mean all this kind of stuff. And then he's working his way back, and he stops off at one of these uh, one of these mom and pop uh, uh, Mexican food places. You know, one of the the small places, and. Uh, I'm lo- I, I go inside and I'm sitting in the back and I'm just kind of watching to see who he's hooking up with. And I see a girl that I've seen before. Ooh, okay. I seen her at another one. But uh-huh. she's not a waitress. Oh. She's a boss. It turns out that this family owned several of these mom and pop shops all under different names. Okay. So there was no franchise to follow. Mm-hmm. It was specifically one of the owners okay. who was involved. She would go to different locations to either fill in or to do paperwork for the store on that day. Yeah. And it was more of an opportunity. So today they happen to be in Phoenix because that's the way his route took him. So he's coming down. He goes in there. He hooks up with her. He takes her in the back of the truck and they use one of the mattresses. Something to think about. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Really? But in his defense, <laughs> in, in his defense, he did leave the wrapper on it. So, I mean, there, there was plastic between them and the, uh, you know, and the, and the deed. The funny thing about it is I oh had a similar God. case with another trucking guy. Yeah. This one we followed for maybe a week. Mm-hmm. Nothing was going on. Actually, you almost thought that, he, that the woman may have been completely off. And one day he goes to Sears. Over uh, on, uh, I want to say it was like 69th and uh, and uh, Thomas on the west side. And, uh, you know, he pulls in and he has, uh, he has uh, an Escalade. So he pulls in with his Escalade. And the, what's funny is he pulls in to the Escalade and right next to him is a navigator. Okay. Well, the person we think he's involved with drives a navigator. Okay. So the tag matched. I grabbed some video. He goes walking inside. So I sent one of my guys in who was with me to run in and uh, keep an eye on him, see where he goes, while I grabbed the control shots we needed outside. All right. As I'm walking in, they're walking out hand in hand. Oh, so, that's bold. Well, they don't know me, so bold. it didn't matter. Okay. Well, yeah. she happened to be grabbing something while she was waiting for him. Ah. So he goes in. They, he meets with her, gives her a kiss. They come walking back out. He walks out to the car, gives her a pat on the ass, okay, a little squeeze, you know, gets a kiss. The best part about it is as he closes the door and he turns around, again, photo out of context, he puts his hands up to his chin, and he had this this almost devilish look like, <laughs> yeah. you know, one of those, yeah. which is, of course, one of the photos you're going to use, okay? <laughs> But, I mean, the whole thing was that. Then they go across the street to Circle K, and they park in the back, and she gives a moral. Uh-huh. Now, because they had the dark tint, you can't necessarily see everything, but we documented them getting into the car. We documented the license plate. You document mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then when they're parked there, he's sitting there, but her head disappears. Yeah. And you can see her in the graininess mm-hmm. of the darkness of the, of the video where her head is bopping up and down in his lap. And, I mean, it's, it's that kind of situation. I, you know what amazes me, coming from a woman's point of view, is why most of these stories are the men are getting in the car and the woman's down giving him oral sex. What is she getting out of this? Now, that's the funny thing about it. Okay, good. In this particular case, money. <laughs> money, okay? okay. Because, I mean, these people were well-to-do. 
even though she was involved in this other business, it mm-hmm. was not the same thing. And then, of course, there's always promise of other things. Yeah. Uh, and again, these are personal things that you may or may not necessarily know at the time. You may find them out down the road as you start interviewing people, sometimes through a pretext, you know, as to who this person is, or sometimes directly. You, you can talk to them uh, afterwards when you can afford to let them know you were there. Well, I'd really love to talk to more and more people about this. So if you know of anybody that's having an affair and may have a comment, if you're yourself you're having an affair and you want to talk to us about it, please call us at 866-472-5795. We really want to hear from you. I want to get some other input here. Um, okay. Now, we've talked about some of the, the well, actually, there are more crazy places that people, I mean, people who love to do things outside in front of other people, they, their wives or something won't do it, so they, they get a, a, have an affair where they can be outside. There's a thing called, um, okay, what's it called? People who, you know, like to have other people watch. Oh, voyeurism. A, yeah, voyeurism. Thank you. So they they want to have that. And, you know, there's a lot of... If if I remember correctly, there have been or are a lot of clubs that have um, voyeurism within. In other words, they have spaces where people can, you know, go to whatever extremes they want to go to. Well, most of those come at uh, most of those type of clubs. Yes, um, back in the eighties, we uh, actually were involved. Uh, well, the the agency I worked with in New York at the time uh, was uh, was run by a New York City cop. A retired New York City cop. So we had a contract with the city, and we used to do a lot of stuff. And it was, uh, at the time, AIDS had kicked in, mm-hmm. uh, which was in the early 80s. Uh, by the time I got involved in this business in 85, they had gotten to the point, uh, Mayor Koch at the time, uh, the mayor of, of uh, City of New York had, you know, this was an epidemic. There was no cure at the time or any kind of uh, of, uh, of uh, assistance to this virus yes, so they had to figure out people were dying yeah. and i mean it, it was it was almost a pandemic in that sense yes. so they decided that well we need to close down the bathhouses and that was the big thing because they were the the breeding ground of of this kind of activity um now it would be you know truck stops it would be uh, uh, uh movie uh, houses that kind of thing whether it be glory holes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's all kinds of activity. But again, it's a little different now. Uh, mm-hmm. In that time, it was a, more of a knee-jerk reaction to a situation that needed to be put under control. There was an issue, uh, there was an incident that had happened in Miami at one of these private clubs where it was a bring-your-own-bottle because they couldn't have alcohol unless you brought your own. You put okay. your name on it. It was one of those situations. And there was a husband and wife FBI agent who were swingers. Mm-hmm. And they would go here. And, I mean, you can get involved with your, you know, with your partner, whether it was a wife, husband, or mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, and others would watch. Mm-hmm. You know, some of them would lead to masturbation or whatever it is they were doing with it watching. But you could also join in. Mm-hmm. And there was all this kind of stuff. But their career came to an abrupt halt. They ended up going to this club. And that's their right. Absolutely. In, in that sense. And I agree with that. But what ended up happening is that the FBI has a morals clause. So they're coming out of the club one night and some idiot tries to rob them (gasps) because it was a darkened parking lot. Mm -hmm. You know, it's in a warehouse area. Mm -hmm. So he figured he'd hit this couple and Mm -hmm. they would never say anything to anybody because of their spouses, Mm -hmm. not realizing their spouses. Yeah. And of course, FBI agents. So next thing you know, guns get drawn, shooting occurs. They ended up, you know, police arrive. They try to be, you know sensitive but i mean what can you do there's an incident here that has to be reported 
they lost their jobs. Even if they're, yeah, but who, how did they know that they were inside? I mean, couldn't they just say they were coming by this place there or is, whatever? No, no doubt to there is, it. There's huh? nothing they were in there. It's their parking lot. It's 12 o'clock at night. You know, that's something that I would see. Now, I would be upset about that because I feel if you're an adult and you're, especially if you are contracted the way I pronounce it, contracted, um, you have every right to go to places if you want, if you are into voyeurism. That's an adult thing. That's an adult playground. Nobody's saying you have to go. If you're not into it, you don't go. So see, I would be like, well, that's against, you know, I, that's a, a stiff, you know, that's a moral thing that I really start to question. I know there's fine lines between well, these things. That's why they call it moral turpitude. I mean, yeah. it's it's a situation where they've created this. Now, on the other hand, if they in their particular case, and again, hindsight being 2020, yeah. what they should have done is they should have gone to a hotel with a group, gone yeah. to, you know, done something more private where they can check out the background of these people, figure out, do I want to be involved with this person? Are these people, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. The situation that they were in this, we'll call it a public venue in a sense, even mm -hmm. though it's a private club, they were approached by somebody in a parking lot. Yeah. If they were at the Howard Johnson's. No problem. Or if they were at a, at a Quality Inn and just a general hotel and they had rented a room, where's the problem? There is Nobody not. would have to know anything. <sighs> Well, that all goes, that goes into a whole different area when we'd have to talk about, what, you know, I, I still feel that these kinds of clubs should be able to be there if they want to be there. Um, well, but let me ask you this. A, yeah. Well, well after, after uh, I guess I know we're coming up on a break. After the break, I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll bring up uh, some of the more um, risque areas that, that people do Ooh. things. And then, of course, there's the thing of who's watching. Yeah. Absolutely. That's it. There's a lot of That's watchers it. out there. There's a lot of watchers. There's a lot of watchers. And those things, you know, those things can become very interesting. And people, you know, their people are people. And that's why the Internet's so big. That's why we like our porn. Okay. That's not even the good stuff. That's not even the good stuff. We'll get back soon. But first, it's time to take a few sips of tea and honey and some real deep breaths because George is going to come back and tell us lots of stories. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Visit LoriJ.com to find out more about Lori J and her services as a psychic intuitive reader and past lives channel. Be sure to pick up Lori J's book, Don't Get Married, Get a Five-Year Contract, available on Amazon.com. With cheating and the divorce rate so high, why not look at commitment and marriage from a different point of view? You'll view relationships in a whole new light, one that you've probably never thought of before. Don't get married, get a five-year contract. Find out more at LoriJ.com. Are you someone who strives to accelerate your spiritual growth? Living authentically? Everyone wishes they had a pipeline to higher wisdom to help them understand their life and manifest a new point of view. 
Join Holly and Paul Marwood, who will serve as your guides on Soul Genesis. They will share inspired guidance from the High Council of Orion, which can turn your questions into answers and your problems into solutions. Tune into Soul Genesis, live every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to Contract for Love. To reach Lori J. or her guest, please call toll-free 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Lori J. at LoriJ.com. Now, back to Contract for Love. Good afternoon. Lori J. here with you on Voice America talking Contract for Love. Based on my book, Don't Get Married, Get a Five-Year Contract. I have George E. here from GE Investigations, both Arizona and California. Don't forget to look him up. He's online. And George, we're talking about lots of good things here. So I want to remind people, if you are in an affair or you think somebody's having an affair or anything like that's going on, there's plenty of time to give us a call here. Please do. And so, George, you promised us some stories. Well, I'll give you, I'll give you, instead of getting into the specifics of the stories, which take longer, I'll give you like some of the places that things Yeah. One day, I'm watching a guy and, uh, actually, you know what? Let me, let me go to the girl first. There was a girl I was watching in Florida. Okay, who was involved in a situation. She was an airline stewardess. Hmm. Now she was meeting a lot of different people, sometimes celebrities, sometimes, you know, just just everyday people. And uh, some of it was involved with uh, Mile High and all this kind of stuff. I mean, you're basically taking a flight and you watch her disappear into the into the lavatory or that kind of thing. Now, that is less uh, common nowadays than years ago, but years ago it was quite common. But she would come down and then all of a sudden she would go ahead and she would uh, jump in a car and she would go over to uh, uh, a Denny's that was right outside by the airport by Miami International. So she would go over there and she would hook up with this guy. She'd get out of the car, get into his car, and then they would go places. Every time they went someplace, it was a different place. But it was wow. always public. They would go to the shopping mall ah. and just just go for it. I mean, raw, straight-out sex right there in the parking lot with the top down, that kind of thing. <laughs> There was, uh, their thing was just about uh, getting caught because she was constantly looking around. And if somebody did see, she yeah. would just stare at them. Really? And she would just watch. And they're, I mean, they, she wanted their reaction. She wanted their reaction. That's how she That's got off. That's what she did it for her. She got off on her reaction. You know? Then you had this other guy one time, he was into sports. He liked to work out all the time and all this kind of thing. He'd go down to the park, same park that his kids would play at. Okay, and then he would go there and he'd start, you know, he'd hook up with somebody or they'd meet somewhere and they'd go for a run. You'd think it's just friends. And then all of a sudden they'd duck off the uh, the jogging path and they're maybe three feet off the jogging path onto like the little dirt trail. And they're just going at it. I mean, he's on top of her or she's on top of him. And I mean, you're surprised. Nobody and these are affairs, right? These are affairs or we or don't you know? So, well, again, when you say affair, you have an affair that re- involves a relationship and you have an affair which is just, just for sex. the sex. Yeah, okay. Most of the time with men, it's just sex. Yeah. With women, it's an they affair. They fall, yeah, they usually Well, I'm not going to call it love. Yeah. Sometimes it's control. 
Oh. Women nowadays are just as, as low life in that sense as, as men used to be years ago. Well, again, <laughs> they've taken over. You now have women who are bosses. Mm-hmm. The idea of, of knowing that this mom, that this deacon in the church, that mm-hmm. this whatever mm-hmm. is this kind of person behind. But think yeah. about what it takes to be this kind of person. Yeah. If you're going to be in charge and you're going to be a, a powerful person in that sense, mm-hmm. you know, money, sex, and power are the three most. Aphrodisiacs. Uh, 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 well, that's it. They're, yeah. they're the largest and most, most prevalent in that sense. Right. So if that's the kind of person you are, that's who you're going to be. Well, I'm going to interrupt you just for one moment because we do have a caller, and we have John from Phoenix. John, come on on. Hi. Hi. What do you have to talk to us about, or what would you like to ask George? Well, it's kind of, I guess both of you can chime in. Is I'm in the uh, I'm in the military right now, and, and I got a girlfriend, and we're and we're fiancés. We're going to get married, but um, you know, lately her. When we're chatting and stuff like that, she seems much more distant than she used to be, and I'm start I'm starting to think that you know maybe we didn't have the connection we thought we had, you know. And I was just wondering what you thought. Well, I mean, long distance relationships are always difficult. And you said your name was John. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, John, I mean, long distance relationships have always been difficult. That that's the first thing. The military is even worse because. I mean, not only do you tend to be at, at a distant port or a distant base, um, but I mean, it's one of those situations where you're gone at any length of time. You may not always know when you're coming back. And uh, people, uh, being the creatures that they are, they, they like to know that this person is going to be back at this time or the, 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 the confidence that this is going to happen. And then you have other people who move in. We'll, we'll call them other leeches. Uh, I'm a former Marine myself, and I mean, we used to call him Jody. And Jody's the guy that when you're out there serving, he's back home banging your girlfriend. You know, so Jody was was our enemy in that sense. Oh, you gave a them a name. Oh, that was that was the name, oh, Jody. Okay. Jody was the guy. And, uh, you know, he's that piece of shit that while you're out there, you know, wearing the uniform doing your job, I mean, he's out there doing her. But the point is, is while he's the bad guy or she's the bad guy, whatever the case may be, you know, your fiancé is the one who's, who's breaking the contract, so keep that in mind. The, the second part about it is, is when you say that you have a feeling, I mean, do you guys have iPhones? Do you have uh, smartphones, or do you, are you using uh, regular landlines or dumb phones? Well, we're usually using a combination, depending on uh, where I am or where she is, that sort of thing, and we just talk when, when we can, you know. And, and the thing is, I mean, I could, be, I could be paranoid, you know, maybe because I'm far away or whatever, and... I'm wondering, you know, maybe is there something I can do to try and get to the bottom of something like this, you know? Well, sometimes you have to chip away at it. And again, this is this is beyond going out and hiring somebody, which of course costs money. Um, I mean, the situation I would say is this. I mean, usually people... Nobody knows somebody better than somebody who's in a relationship with them in the sense that you'll know their how they act, you'll know their mannerism, their nuances, whatever. If you're saying, if you're getting the feeling that something has changed, my question to you is this. Did you guys used to FaceTime or would you video chat and all of a sudden that stopped? Uh, is she not available when she normally would be and no change in her schedule has occurred? Those kind of things. Well, she's a little less available lately and then maybe it's because of the holidays. But, I mean, it's, you know, we haven't stopped talking. Okay. Is it as passionate or as as loving as it was, or uh, has it become more more distant or more of matter of fact? Like, yeah, you know, I'm fine. How are you? 
Um, you know, sometimes it's, she's more, much more passionate than usual, and then other times it's just, you know, it's almost like uh, I'm, I'm bothering her. Okay. Uh, is she, well, again, uh, the psychology... Which, I mean, to, to some degree, I guess that, you know, I don't know, like I said, I mean, maybe it's even a construct of my own mind. Well, I mean, again, you know, things happen. I mean, the season, the holiday season is one of the worst when it comes to, to infidelities and those kind of situations, because sometimes you can be in a, in a room full of people and you're still by yourself. And I mean, uh, that is what sometimes makes people go out and do um, these kind of things. Then again, it could also make her more distant because she has family around and she doesn't feel she can speak as openly. Um you know, if there was, uh, if you had more information that you can give, not necessarily specifics, but more in the mannerism or what it is is that she's changed, it would help direct you better. But there are things you can do. I mean, for example, um, you know, I mean, if, if you guys are, are, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, fiance, I mean, uh, you have access to her family. You know, it, there's nothing wrong with calling her family and saying hi, you know, and just seeing whether or not they're surprised you called. Uh, it's that kind of thing. I'm not telling you to play detective because if you make the wrong move, you could create a scenario that didn't exist. Um, you don't want her thinking you're checking up on her either. Then again, sometimes just directly asking a question would, may give you a solution. That's where I was going to come in with. You know, I sometimes, felt, I felt yeah, that vibe. yeah, you did. He's picking up <laughs> on my psychicness. Um, yeah, John, I would suggest that you just have just down out communication at this point because it seems to me that she hasn't given you any clues that she has really seen somebody else. The distance may just be um, she's really missing you, doesn't know how to talk about it, or there can be so many things. Communication, sweetheart, that's the way. Or she's banging another guy. Or she could be banging another guy. But, you know, keep... But at this point, keep, we don't I know. Would keep your, just keep your eyes open. Keep your eyes open. Keep your psychic sense moving, your intuition. You know, if you've, your intuition is pushing you a little bit this way, I would suggest you just, you know, talk about it first. And if you feel that the answers aren't coming out the way you would want to hear them, then you may have to, you know, make some decisions, hon. Okay? Oh, okay. Well, thanks, guys. Well, sorry, and thank you for your service. Thank you. Yes. All right. You Bye. Too. Bye. Bye-bye. Now, that was interesting because, it, you know, we have to look at that, not to go jumping into thinking that somebody's having an affair just because they do become distant. Now, he's in a whole totally different area. But, you know, communication, that's a key in so many things. Well, long-distance relationships, which, again, mm -hmm. takes us back to the Internet because it yes. is a long-distance relationship. Yes. Nowadays, more and more, you get people looking up their old friends from high school or they're yes. looking up their this yes. big mistake. Big mistake. And then they contact each other, too, and they want to revive something that was probably not, it was during their teenage years, and it's not going to be the same anyway. No, they're it's going not. To be, they're going to be disappointed. Well, you're going to be disappointed the minute you see each other. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all of a sudden, you, you're going to see gray hair, yeah, you're going to see the yeah, seeing yeah, hairline, yeah. you know, maybe a paunch, whatever. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's not that hot chick anymore. No, that, you know. yeah. Then again, you know, you could the really have liked it. <laughs> Could be, could be. It's you know it, it isn't. But see, on the internet, everything's perfect. Yeah, because exactly. you could be everything that other person wants. Mm -hmm. You know, even though it's bogus. Yeah, and this is the thing to be careful of. Yeah. You know, on the other hand, you know, people put themselves in these situations. I, I will say that that 
uh, not not to strike against one social media. So let's just say social media in general, I would say, is probably more than 50% involved nowadays in most wow, divorces. Wow, that's, that's a huge that's a huge amount. I would personally, I'd say seventy five percent. Wow! But I'm going to say fifty percent because that's that's a safe hedge bet, because sometimes the interaction starts there, but nothing happens. Mm-hmm. But once it starts, then you start talking, then you start calling each other. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, you text at any moment. How often? I mean, you could be sitting at the dinner table. You know, it's bad enough when you see kids doing it, you know. The, oh, you know, texting, at, texting the ta- at the Oh, table. I know. But I, I mean, know. all of a sudden your husband or your wife is getting a text. Like, who's that? Oh, just somebody from work. Yeah, that's the usual. Who's texting you at 8 o'clock at night, mm-hmm. you know, somebody from work mm-hmm. when that's not your job? You know, yes. something, something real, <laughs> you know, some box needed to be moved. So <laughs> they're going to call you or, yeah. you know, hey, where'd you leave that pipe cutter? You know, and I mean, it's that kind of thing. So, you know, I find that this is more and more the, the biggest thing. But ultimately, it leads back to what you had asked me before. When they meet in the physical world, some people consider, and I do, that internet dating is cheating. And it is. Mm-hmm. There's no question. The intent is in your mind. The fact that you physically didn't touch has nothing to do with what you've done to each other oh, already. George! Okay. Hey, George! It is what it is. But when they meet in person... It yeah. then goes crazy. Mm-hmm. And that's where all of a sudden you'll find them doing these 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 weird out of the way uh, steps, these 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 um, these they, they've escalated their their drive home to where I, I'm gonna stop at this place, then they jump from one car to another and they do this and they do that. There was even one guy one time and he had that kind of money where he had rental cars all over the place. And then we found out he was using one of these programs where they can, you could pick up a car anywhere and then drop it off somewhere else and, <laughs> and move on. And uh, I mean, it's these one of these are fascinating stories. This is, you know, it takes a lot of energy. It this does. This takes a lot of energy. It does. It takes a lot of thinking. People watch these shows, and, and there's nothing wrong with these with these shows on television uh-huh. as, as entertainment. Mm. But the idea that, you know, let's say, for example, I'm driving a red Ferrari, mm-hmm. and uh, I've got my big mustache, and I come driving up, and my head sticks eight inches above the windshield, <laughs> you know, and, and I have the perfect spot outside of this mansion, and nobody sees me. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. You're going to get there. And it's almost like um, the the worst scenario you can imagine. You've got the perfect spot. You, you've you've checked this place out. You've done your pre-surveillance. You've done everything. And then, bang! All of a sudden, nothing happens all day. The minute the the target moves, delivery yeah. truck pulls up in front of you. Now you got to oh, either jump out of the car gosh, or you got to yes. go somewhere okay. else. Or you get the video. Yeah. Okay. And then all of a sudden, the client's like, "Well, um, that's it." <laughs> what do you mean? Well, I mean, I was really looking for more. Okay, you've got kissing, you've got oral, you've got penis. What is it that you need? <laughs> you know? And they're like, well, I was looking for more. And then you find out that this is their voyeurism. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, this is, I, we are going to be continuing these conversations, people. Um, I'd love to tell my audience that Georgie is going to be with me as many weeks as he possibly can if he's not pulled away on a case. So make sure you tune in to get more of our our talking stories and all kinds of, he's got a lot of experience, a lot of things um, to tell us about. So tune in with us next week at noon Pacific time and one o'clock Arizona time. I love you. I want to tell you how much I enjoy you, George. You're great. 
Just remember, everyone. Oh, I'm your are, private dick. Yes, you are my private dick. You are the most important piece of that very imperfect, perfect puzzle. Thank you, everyone. He's got me flustered. I love it. Okay, George, I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye now. Thanks for tuning in to Contract for Love. Be sure to join Lori J. next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave channel. We'll talk more next week.